Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. If you were asked by somebody, what one thing would you desire? You can have anything that you want. You can have whatever you want. I wonder what your answer would be. What would make your dreams come true? What would be your greatest aspiration? Well, we're basing this series around a man who was asked by God, what is it that you want? You can have anything that you want. And the answer that he gave to God is indeed the secret source of Solomon. Let's read in 1 Kings chapter 3 and in verse 5, and it says, That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you continued your faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on the throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around in life. It's very important to get a sense of perspective, isn't it? And here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and numerous, they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I may govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. That's a powerful one too, by the way. I want to do a good job and I want to have some discernment. I want, uh, 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 for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. In verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom, for wisdom. God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for long life or wealth or for the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. This is an amazing passage of Scripture where Solomon is literally given an opportunity by God. Ask me for anything. Ask me for anything. Carte blanche, have at it. Ask me for anything. And whatever you ask me for, I am going to give it to you. And how amazing is it to note that given this opportunity, I don't know what you would ask for. But the, God literally gives three things He expected Solomon to ask for. He said, I expected you to ask that you would have a long life. I expected you to ask that I would make you rich. I expected you to ask that all your enemies would die. But because you have asked me for wisdom, I'm going to give you that which you asked for. Solomon, given this opportunity to ask God for anything, said, God, what I want above anything else in my life is wisdom. He recognized, guys, that he had a big job in front of him, that his role in life was truly amazing. And listen, I don't know how you see your life, what you're aware of in terms of your needs or your deficiencies, but I love Solomon's self-assessment 
when he is able to say, I'm like a little child given this vast role. And I want every person here in this message today to know that God's got a great plan for your life, that He has a wonderful destiny ahead. And no matter who you are or what you think of yourself, if we could get our eyes open to understand the true power and potential of our lives, I think we would realize that there is a deep need in our lives for wisdom too. God was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. In verse 10, it literally says, the Lord was pleased. The Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. And anybody out there today who's saying, I'm gonna ask God for wisdom, I want you to know that when you and I ask God for wisdom, God is pleased with that. In fact, in, 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 when we study the Bible, when we come to know God, we quickly come face to face with the fact that God wants us to seek after wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5, the Bible gives us some exclamation points. It says, get wisdom, exclamation mark. Get understanding, exclamation mark. In Proverbs 16, 16, it says, how much better to get wisdom than gold, another exclamation mark. That God is saying, get wisdom. It's better to have wisdom than gold. You would be more benefited by having a greater wisdom in your life than having a million dollars in your bank account. Why? Well, friends, I believe that when we start to understand why God is literally saying, get wisdom, you need wisdom, I'm pleased with you, ask for wisdom. When we start to really consider that God wants us to ask for wisdom and we think about why that is, we begin to discover so much more about this God that we are attempting to connect with, relate to. In fact, if you turn over with me in your Bible to Revelation chapter 7, we're going to just jump into a, an amazing moment in heaven. We're in Genesis, uh, Revelation chapter 7 and verse 11. The Bible gives us this little snapshot of heaven when it says, All the angels were standing around the throne and all the elders and the four living creatures. So we've got every angel. We've got the elders. We've got the four living creatures covered with eyes that we see in Isaiah that are circling the throne. And the Bible says they all fell before the throne to their faces and they, to the ground and they worshiped God and they sang, amen. And then they said these words, I want you to hear them. Blessing and honor and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor, sorry, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever, amen. They give seven descriptives of God, seven things that belong to God. And the number seven in the Bible speaks to us of perfection or of completeness. And they're literally saying all of these things belong to God. And one of the seven that belongs to God is wisdom. That wisdom belongs to God, or to put it another way, God is wisdom. Now friends, if God is wisdom, then we can't have wisdom without God. So when any person says in their life, I'm gonna seek after wisdom, they're saying with their life, I'm gonna seek after God. And when we go on a journey in our lives of seeking after wisdom, we're going on a journey of seeking after God. In fact, in Psalm 111 verse 10, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can't even begin to get wisdom without first fearing God. 
reverencing God, having an awe of God. It is the beginning point. You can't even begin to search for wisdom without searching for God. Now that changes for me the way that I think about Bible reading and worship and connecting with God because I do think that sometimes as Christians, we get a perfunctionary relationship with the Word of God and then quickly want to think about our university study or our, our, our online course or our increase in understanding. Listen, all that might fill our heads with knowledge and there is no knowledge that we shouldn't be desiring in our lives that is helpful to grow us as people. But we must remember that when you grow in your relationship with God, that's the only way that you grow in true wisdom. We can't microwave our Bible reading to get to our podcast. We invest our lives into getting to know God, and that will take us deeper always into the realm of wisdom. Is this making sense? We got, we got this today. Because I believe that God wants you and I to grow in wisdom. The second reason why God wants us to seek after wisdom is because wisdom is hidden. Now, this is so important because many people think about wisdom that it's just gonna be there if they want it, but it's not. The Bible actually teaches about wisdom that it is hidden, that it must be sought out, that we have to look look out for it. We have to look for it if we want wisdom in our lives. In fact, in Colossians chapter two and verse two, Paul said, my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God. It's like layers, right? We're gonna have a spirit of encouragement. We're gonna have unity and love. Then we'll get full riches. Then we'll get complete understanding. Then we'll get knowledge. And then it goes on and it says, well, then they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, wisdom is hidden. And we need to be people that are looking for wisdom, searching for wisdom. God is pleased when people look for wisdom because wisdom is not automatic. Think about your life. In fact, I was challenged when I was writing this just to think about my life and think about the last week. How much time have you spent searching? Have I spent searching online for, you know, some kind of deal, some kind of bargain, or some kind of like self-approval from friends on some kind of social media base versus how much time we have spent searching for wisdom. Well, the Bible says that not only is that, you know, car of your dreams hidden on trade me, that wisdom is hidden in God and that you and I have to be people that goes looking for it if we want it in our lives. Amen. Uh, this, the, the, while we're in America, Jillian was preaching at a women's conference, so I had to suffer for the Lord and, uh, and take my children to the Legoland in, uh, in San Diego. I know it was tough. Thank you for your prayers. But we were, we were having this great day at Legoland. Towards the end of the day, the kids got really tired. And uh, I said, before we go, we've got to go to the aquarium. They said, we don't want to go to the aquarium. We're done. We're tired. I said, no, no, no. I paid for the aquarium. I don't care whether you want to. Any, any parents ever done this? It, you take your kids on holiday and then force them to do things they don't want to do because you paid for them, right? Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, you go into this aquarium because I paid for this aquarium. So we get inside the aquarium and the first thing that happens when we get there, they've got all these great tropical fish and like all these great sights. 
But the person on the door gives the kids a little handout and says, if you can find each of the hidden clues, you'll get a prize when you got to the end. And I watched these kids who were like blasé over at board, suddenly realizing that there were hidden clues and that there was a prize at the end. They just came alive, like, a, like they hit a turbo band, like somebody had given them a lollipop and a can of V. And they went running around this. I don't, I, thought, I don't think they even saw a fish, but at the end of the time, they'd found all of the hidden clues and they came back so excited because they'd found that which was hidden. Well, this is what God says. He says, I'm gonna hide wisdom. And now I'm gonna give anybody who wants an opportunity to go looking for it. Because if you'll search after wisdom, you'll find it. In fact, check this verse out. Proverbs chapter 25, verse two. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And, it is, and to search out a matter is the glory of kings. You know, when God made you, He didn't make you a weak nobody. He made you a king. And the Bible is saying that it is the glory of God to conceal things. So that then you and I, His kids, get to roll around and our glory is in the discovery of the wonderful wisdom that God has hidden. And when we find that which is hidden, then our lives truly become glorious and alive. In fact, uh, and you know, when Jesus, Jesus was on this earth, obviously for three years, people got to hear the author of wisdom speaking words of wisdom. And what's amazing to note about Jesus and his teaching is that he didn't just blah wisdom. He didn't just blah, this blah is my wisdom. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus said, he, he kind of gave us a cautionary note. He said, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. And don't throw your pearls to pigs because they will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. He said, he said I'm not just gonna give out wisdom to people who don't want it. I'm not gonna do that. And, and then in Luke chapter eight, his disciples came to him in verse nine and the, the disciples asked him what a parable meant. So Jesus was hiding wisdom, telling stories, speaking in concepts, just putting the, putting the seed out there, putting out the possibility. Oh, there's some wisdom here, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna veil it. I'm not gonna blar it. I'm gonna hide it. Here's a story. And within the story is wisdom. And that wisdom could change your life. But the Bible says about the disciples that the disciples didn't just hear the story and go, eh. They weren't like the emoji. When they, when, they, when they heard Jesus speaking these parables, they responded to it. And the Bible says they came to Jesus and they asked Him what the parable meant. And this is what Jesus said, the knowledge of the the knowledge, is the verse up on your screen? The knowledge of the, it's not up on your screen. That's why you're not saying it. Okay, all right. Luke chapter eight and verse nine and verse 10, Jesus said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom have been given to you. There it is. Go back. The knowledge of the, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to, you can do it. No, no, no. You skipped too far. You're, now you're nervous. All right. Uh, it's been given to you. Yeah, that's what happens. You press the button twice. They're like, I don't want to be late. So, and then next thing you know. But to others, I speak in parables. He said, the knowledge of the secrets have been given to you. 
Who? To the people who are asking for it. But to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, and though hearing they may not understand. Jesus said, I'm just gonna put it out there. This is important, man, for us when we're thinking about our lives because we just think wisdom's gonna jump into our laps. And the Bible's saying exactly the opposite. No, God is wisdom and wisdom is hidden. And we've gotta go on a journey in our lives of seeking it out, of looking for wisdom. Jesus spoke in parables to the crowds, but spoke plainly to those who came with questions looking for understanding. When people started to say, Jesus, what does it mean? When you said that, what was the purpose of it? We just did our tour around New Zealand. And before we went on the tour for five days, we toured uh, two cities a day, 10 different cities in one week, talking to pastors, never spoken to more pastors in a single week than we did in that week. It was an amazing miracle that God did. And we had a wonderful time. Pastors drove from all over. But I had a goal. My goal was that every pastor I met, I wasn't gonna tell them what Arise was doing. I was gonna ask them questions about what they were doing. Because I could educate somebody else by saying what I know, or I could be educated by learning what they know. And a person of wisdom, um, I've got so much wisdom that I need in my life. And so we have to be people that are searching out wisdom by asking the right questions. Jesus is literally saying, I'm gonna conceal it. I'm gonna speak a parable. I'm gonna conceal the wisdom. And then a person who's gonna seek it out is gonna get glory by their pursuit of that wisdom. Solomon could have asked for anything. God said to him, have at it, cat blanche. Whatever you want, Solomon, it's yours. It's all up for grabs. And of all the things that Solomon chose to ask for, the Bible says he requested wisdom. Here's what amazing about, is amazing about that. The Bible says that God granted him that which he requested. Solomon said, I need wisdom. God said, well, if you want wisdom, I'm gonna give it to you. And nobody is ever gonna have the degree of wisdom that you have. I am gonna so abundantly blow you away with the level of wisdom that I'm gonna provide. Why? Because you search for it, that people are gonna remark about your life that there's never been another man as wise as you. Oh man, I'm so encouraged by that because we think about Solomon as being a wise man. Let's put it a different way. Solomon was a seeking man. We tend to think of the wisdom of Solomon and put it out of reach of you and I in our ordinary lives. Listen, the secret source of Solomon is not that he was wise, it was that he asked for wisdom. As we jump into the series, that's, like, that's literally what I got for you today, is that it's not that Solomon was the wisest man that was his secret source. His secret source was that he asked for wisdom. And because he was willing to ask for it, God gave it to him. Now listen, I want you to know as we're diving into the series team, that Solomon is an incredible man. And when we see the outworking of wisdom in his life, we can go, wow, this guy was incredible. The things that he built, his accomplishments, his proverbs, his life, his legacy, amazing. But let's bring it all back and say we're reading the story of a guy who asked for wisdom. Now let's jump over to the book of James because this is about to get really encouraging. 
in James chapter one and verse five, the Bible says, if any of you, some, point to the person next to you and say, you, 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 you. Go over four people, just tap four people, say, you, 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 you. If any of, say it out loud, if any of, if any of, now turn to the person next to you and say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. If any of, if any of, that's, if any of, that's, if any of, that's, if any of, that's, if any of you lacks what? He should do what? Ask God who gives generously. Not just to a few, not only to the educated, not to somebody who's never had a bad hair day, not only to those who've never got a regrettable moment. He said, I give generously to, 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 without finding fault. What an amazing promise that the Bible is literally saying. It doesn't, how many people find in their lives that normally when you want wisdom is when you're the most aware of your faults. I mean, normally when I start praying for wisdom is because I've really been an idiot. <laughs> Come on, anybody else? Like, yeah, stuffed it up, ruined the conversation, could have handled things so much better, you know what I mean? And then I go away and go, God, give me wisdom. Well, the Bible doesn't say that God, like a, like a, like a, like a, you know, an angry schoolmaster is gonna then go, well, you know, of course you need wisdom because you, the Bible says if you ask wisdom, God's gonna give it to every person who ever asked for it. He's gonna give, he's not even just gonna give it begrudgingly, he's gonna give it generously. When you think about Solomon, you realize here's a guy who's like, God, would you give me wisdom so that I can lead your people well? And, and would you give me a discerning heart? And the Bible doesn't say that God said, well, I'll give you a little bit so you can have a mediocre kingship. We see at the entrance of Solomon's journey, and now we're like right at the end of the New Testament, and we see a testimony from Solomon and a promise from God. We see it outworked in the life of Solomon, and we see it being offered to every single one of us. If we ask for wisdom, God isn't gonna give it to us begrudgingly or sparingly. He's gonna give it to us generously for so much of our lives. Listen, without finding fault, it's gonna be given to every single one of us. Hey, let's just take a break and give God some praise for that because that is, that is truly amazing. Having discovered that this is my prayer every day, no, let me be honest, nearly every day. So I prayed it today. I pray it nearly every day of my life. In the morning when I start my day, I try and pray it multiple times throughout the day. I say, God, would you give me wisdom? God, would you give me wisdom? Would you give me wisdom? And the reason why I'm asking for wisdom is because at this stage of my life, I'm more aware of how much I don't know than I've ever been. Anybody else feel like that? I'm more aware now of my need for God's assistance than I've ever been. I'm more in touch with my humanity, frailty, the amount of volumes of stuff that I don't know than I've ever been before in my life. And so I'm just praying. I started praying this when I was probably about 20 years old. 
And for every day since, for the last five years since, I've been praying every day, God, would you give me, why are you laughing? God, would you give me wisdom? This is what I can tell you guys, honestly. Every time I pray that prayer, I feel God's presence. I've never prayed that prayer and felt like God just saying, hello, hello, hello. The moment I say, God, would you give me wisdom? It's like he's right there. And I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what difficulty you may be going through or what new level of life you're trying to navigate. Some of the most precious seasons of our lives are not born out of things going wrong, but things going right. And when we start to grow, when we get higher in life, every time we feel that we are lacking, we can come to God and we can ask God for wisdom. And the Bible is just simple and clear that if you ask God for wisdom, He's gonna give it to everybody who ever asked for it without ever finding fault with their lives. No matter what situation you and I are facing, Hebrews 13 tells us that God has promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You're not in it alone. God is with you in it. No matter how deep the difficulty, how dark the night, no matter what trial we might be facing, God has made a promise with His people. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, that same God said that no temptation is gonna overtake you except what is common to everybody. And in every situation that we face, God is gonna enable us to stand up under whatever kind of adversity, trial and difficulty is coming our way. That means that wisdom is available for you and me in every moment of every day. Why? Because God is still with us no matter how... Even when we're faithless, He remains faithful. If you've been a living idiot and messed up your life, it should not stop you. The gap between our comprehension that we've made a mistake and our asking for God's help, that is the stupidest gap in our lives. Because here's the thing, the moment you and I realize that we've done something wrong, God already knew it before you realized it. So then my weeping and wailing and hiding from God for days or weeks until I finally feel like I'm worthy to ask God for help, that's where the devil is just like bonus run, bonus run, bonus run, extra time, give it to me. I'll take as much of your life as I can ruin. The moment you realize that you've blown it, say, God, I've been a living idiot. Now I'm asking you for wisdom. And the Bible says, even when you are faithless, he's faithful and he never left you and he never forsake you. And no matter what you're facing now, he will help you to stand up under it. There is wisdom for every person, every day. It's not exclusive to Solomon. It is not only for those who are special or unique. Wisdom is available for all. If we're gonna dive into the series right, then this is all I got for you today. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. When we ask God for wisdom, my friends, that is gonna enable us to know God better. That's enable us, gonna enable us to do things better. In verse 11, Solomon said, God said to Solomon, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and not asked for long life or wealth or for the death of your enemies, I will give you what you ask for. And then in verse 13, God said, 
and I will also give you what you did not ask for. What's amazing about wisdom is that wisdom opens up more for us than just the pursuit of wisdom. When we pursue wisdom, God says, I will give you long life, happiness, contentment, significance. I will give you wealth. Yeah, yeah. If you've got wisdom, your finances will improve. We're not embarrassed about that around here, are we? God wants to give resources to faithful stewards. When we are wise, then we will increase in wealth, material gains. God is going to bless our lives and increase us. When we increase in wisdom, then God will give us death to our enemies. In other words, God will help us not to kill people around us, okay? (laughs) But to deal with conflicts, to get ahead, to, to resolve relational difficulties. Wisdom will make the man and wisdom will also bless the man. Because Solomon had wisdom, he also had a kingdom that was at peace, prosperity in his life, an influence in the world, a life that gave glory to God. And all of these things simply took place because Solomon asked for wisdom. As we're bringing this to a close and the band join me on stage in every campus, let me give you Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all your getting, get understanding. Hey, this is just such a simple message for us today, but I don't think there's ever a time when we've needed to hear it more. That the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. If you've got 30 things on your list, 30 things on your list, just remember that wisdom is number one. Just remember that wisdom is number one. I woke up this morning because I'm a bit jet lagged. I woke up this morning about uh, 4.40 a.m. And, and knowing that I was awake, thinking, what am I going to do next? I just grabbed my Bible. And for the next 20 minutes, I spent that bonus 20 before my alarm goes off at five, just reading the Word. And when I, when I kind of realized what I was doing, I thought that's a cool way for us to, to close today. Because... In all of the things that are competing for your time and your focus, just remember, if you search for wisdom, that's the principal thing. And if you search for God, you're searching for wisdom. If you search for God, you're searching for wisdom. If you search for wisdom, you're searching for God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I believe that God wants to make us wise. I believe that. I believe there are many people who perhaps have come to this moment in their lives and are realizing that they need wisdom. Well, can I just tell you this? It's never too late to get wisdom. You're never too old for wisdom. I I really wanna say that about a thousand people are hearing this talk today. You're never too old to ask for wisdom. And you're never too young to ask for wisdom. We're never gonna stumble into wisdom. We have to be seekers and searchers if we want wisdom in our lives. And friends, the secret source of Solomon was not his wisdom. It was his prayer that God would give him wisdom. We're gonna talk about that prayer over the next few weeks, but I believe that God's got some wisdom for you and me. Hey, you hungry for some wisdom today? Come on, why don't we give God some praise? Why don't we give God some praise? If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at Arise Church and at John Cameron NZ.